It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder podcast and the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Follow the show on Twitter at Thunderpod on Twitter. Call into the show 405-362-7128 or email the show Thunderpod at gmail.com. On today's show... We're going to talk about Billy Donovan going to the Chicago Bulls, what Adam Silver said about next season, and take your Twitter questions to end the show. But we start with the biggest story of the day in Oklahoma City, and that is the fact that Billy Donovan is the new head coach of the Chicago Bulls. And how quickly things change. A day ago, we were talking on this podcast about the fact that there were rumors coming out, he's a very strong candidate for the 76ers job. The Pacers interviewed him. The Pacers liked them, And it seemed as though the momentum that was once there for the Bulls had shifted away, had slowed down. That's, in fact, what I said yesterday. And 24 hours later, Billy Donovan is the next head coach of the Chicago Bulls. And this has sent Thunder Twitter spiraling a little bit, and I want to try to clear some things up and prevent and, and present both sides and, and kind of allow everyone to take a step back and relax that Billy Donovan is gone and he's with the Bulls. So Oklahoma City, first of all, in my opinion, didn't want him back. And I said that at the very, at the very start of this whole thing, because when you found out from Shams that the offer from Oklahoma City was a two-year deal, Sam Presti knew at that moment, at that juncture in the conversation, Billy Donovan is not locking himself into only a two-year deal. Billy Donovan will never have as much power, as much leverage as he has right now as an almost coach of the year. 
As a coach of the year candidate, he's never going to have this much leverage in his coaching career in the NBA. He's already a free agent. He didn't have to resign or break his contract. He had all the power. And you had to give him stability. Sam Presti didn't want to do that. Sam Presti offered him the two-year deal. To me, the outside looking in, that looks as though, and I said at the very at the very start of this, whenever this came out, that looks as though Sam Presti did not want Donovan back. He wanted to give the appearance, he wanted to get the headline that he offered a contract to Donovan, that he tried to get Donovan back. But obviously, that's a deal that, that's a non-starter. That's just not going to happen. I don't think that Sam Presti, excuse me, I don't think that Billy Donovan burned Oklahoma City or chose the Bulls over the Thunder. So if that's the narrative that you're going with, then we just fundamentally disagree about this topic. I don't think that it was a either-or situation. I think that this is truly a mutual parting, and there's reasons for both sides not to want to get back together with Billy Donovan and the Thunder. So you have to realize, even though I trust Sam Presti, even though I look at the Thunder future and I think that it's extremely bright and I think that you are in the conversation for the brightest future in the NBA, your future is just starting. The Bulls playing in the Eastern Conference, they have some pieces, they've made some draft picks that they really like. They, in a bigger market that can spend money, they're at the end of their rebuild. They're getting ready to be in that, what we talked about yesterday, the, the stair category. We are getting on the stairs to take the next step. They've went from tear it down, rebuild. Now they're getting ready to go to the next step of let's make the postseason. And then they're going to go to the next step of let's go to the second round. And then they're going to go to let's be contenders. And then hopefully for them, they're going to win a championship. That's the, that's the elevator pitch that you have to get. And they've already cleared one floor that Oklahoma City is just now getting into. So the Bulls, no ma- if you take off your thunder-colored glasses, the Bulls are further along in this rebuild process than the Thunder. Now, who do I trust in this rebuild process? I trust a proven GM over new management in Chicago. I trust Sam Presti to wheel and deal with 14 future first-round picks in his pocket and Shea on the basketball court and Dort and Baisley. I trust Presti in this whole scenario. But for Billy Donovan, I understand why he didn't want to come back, and I understand why Sam Presti didn't want him back. So the Bulls can reasonably make the playoffs Next season, and that would continue uh, in the Eastern Conference. That would continue uh, Donovan's playoff streak. He's never missed the postseason as an NBA coach. A lot of that is attributed to the talent around him, of course, but he's never missed the playoffs as an NBA coach. Now, the thing is, this made sense for both sides because Donovan knew, Presti knew, you simply cannot last in places that long. Donovan is not a Popovich. Donovan is not a guy, he's already one of the most tenured head coaches in the NBA going into this season, and after he finished the, finished the season with Oklahoma City, he was already one of the highest tenured coaches in the same place. Now, if he was to re-sign, to be able to make it through this rebuild, he would have had to be the head coach for the Oklahoma City Thunder from 2015 until 2024, 2025. That's when we're picturing this rebuild ending, and then stay with them again until, what, 2020, you know, 2030, 2032? That's a long time to be in one place, and Donovan knew he was not going to get that sort of a leash. At best, if he re-signed in Oklahoma City, he was going to be the guy that got you through this rebuild, presented a stable culture, helped you grow your players, and then was ousted whenever it was time to take that next step from the rebuild 
to the playoffs, he was going to be ousted by the time they take that step to postseason and that step into contention. He was going to be gone by then because you simply cannot stay around that long in the NBA. The turnover is too high, it's too critical, and it's going to happen. So Donovan had to make his exit. Oklahoma City knew the future was is running out on Donovan. And you look at Donovan, you don't really trust him in the postseason. At least I don't trust him in the postseason. Great guy, great regular season coach, great coach to coach to instill culture, to develop young players. And that's what Chicago's looking for. They're not worried about going far in the playoffs. They're worried about getting to the playoffs and doing all the little things you have to do to manicure a team and get them to that postseason mark. They're not worried about going there right now and, and winning. They're worried about just getting to that plateau. And Presti turns that around. You see Lori Markkinen. You see these Bulls players just in, infuriated by Boylan. And you, you saw a long time ago, you know, three, four years ago, Bobby Portis Jr. just knocking people out in practice. I mean, things like that will not happen with a Billy Donovan coach team. He's going to rally these young guys around him. They're going to play for him, and this will be a good match. Now, is this the Bulls' long-term fit? Is Donovan the guy that's going to be on the sidelines when the Bulls want to win a championship? I don't think so, but that's not the point. The point is for Donovan to get them over this five-, six-year hump where you're trying to move from the rebuild stage to the playoff stage into eventually competing. When you get to that competing point, then you find your new guy. So you look at this from all angles. It didn't make sense for, for Presti to want him back, and it makes sense for Donovan to want to come back, and that offer from Presti was just insane. Two years is not something Donovan's signing up for in this market. It's just not. You just don't have enough stability in the NBA for two years, especially when those two years are going to be spent losing, and those two years are going to be spent trying to find your new identity, trying to find your new pieces and new parts. And a lot of this came down to Thunder versus Bulls. I don't think the Thunder were an option for Billy Donovan. I just don't. I don't think he looked at Sam Presti and looked at this organization that's been as stable as ever, that has good management, good leadership from top to bottom. I don't think that he looked at this and said, yeah, I don't want to be there. I think there's a lot more to it than that. I think that Oklahoma City didn't want him back. I think that he understood what I just laid out there, the process of being here from 2015 until you know 2028 or whenever it is that you want to compete. That is a long time. That is too long to be in one place. You just will not, you simply will not make it there. And you have to cash in on your on your leverage. The leverage that he will never have again. Donovan won't. On the other side, we're going to talk all about the, the future for these two squads. Bulls versus Thunder. Because a lot of people got made the point of, well, he said he didn't want to rebuild. That's not exactly what happened. And furthermore, if even if that's the case, the Bulls are no longer in the ground floor rebuild as Oklahoma City is. We're also going to talk about Adam Silver and his big comments on CNN. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So continuing with this Billy Donovan conversation, I understand where there's a lot of skepticism, where there's a lot of questions about this scenario. And I would just point out, 
I like Oklahoma City's future a lot more than Chicago's. I love Oklahoma City's future. And I trust the decision makers in Oklahoma City more than I trust the unproven decision makers in Chicago. But right now, heading into this next season, the Bulls not only play in the Eastern Conference, but they have Zach Levine, Kobe White, who I think would be awesome in a Billy Donovan system. Both those guys would flourish in Billy Donovan system. And you saw Levine already excited about this hire. And they have Laurie Marketing, who I know was rumored to maybe wanting out of Chicago, but a lot of that I think was direct, was tied directly back to Jim Boylan and not necessarily this organization as a whole because the organization has been cleaned out. I mean, you've gotten a new front office. You've gotten a new head coach. Everything is new. So if you want Laurie Marketing back and he wants to come back, he can play that Gallinari role. What you saw Donovan put Gallinari in this season can be what Laurie Markton becomes for Chicago, and Laurie Markton can thrive in that role and become an even better Gallinari down the line in his career. I really liked Markton out of college. I like what he's shown in the NBA at times, and he's just never had a coach to build a system around him like Billy Donovan can, like Billy Donovan will. So I like the pieces they have, and they have another high pick in this draft, and they play in the East, and they can make the playoffs. And they have the money. They have the money to not only land a big-name free agent, but they can trade for one and re-sign him and encourage him to continue to stay even after he signs, unlike what the Thunder could do with Paul George, although that was not the Thunder's fault. That was just Paul George being what we've found out Paul George is. But the bigger thing in all this is, look, the Bulls are further along right now. Will the Bulls process as it ends with White and marketing? and Levine, and you know Wendell Carter Jr., and whoever they draft this year, and maybe a, a big splash free agent or a big splash trade, will it result in whatever this next generation of the Thunder ends up being? Whatever talent you put around, around Shea? I'd probably still take the Thunder on that one because the Thunder have Shea, who I think is going to be better than Kobe White, even though I love Kobe White. I think he's going to be better than Laurie Markkinen. He's going to be better than Zach Levine. And then they have 14 future first-round picks to add to that. So I'd still bet on the Thunder. But again, this was never about the Thunder versus the Bulls for, for Billy Donovan. And I've explained that in the, in the previous segment. This was about the Bulls versus the Sixers versus the Pacers versus the Pelicans, or if, that, if they were involved and, and hopped in there as, as well, versus the Rockets or whatever the case may be. It was about the vacancies outside of Oklahoma City. And for Donovan, I think he made the right decision. I, I think that there's too much pressure to win in Philadelphia. He understands his limitations with with coaching superstars. He understands the limitations as he gets to the postseason and he has more stability in Chicago. He has an ability to establish his culture with his offense, with his defense, with his identity. He doesn't need to conform to his roster's limitations. He can make White and Levine and Markkinen be whoever he wants them to be. And you would imagine the Bulls will give him a longer leash than the Sixers would. And above everything else, I understand the lack of success recently. I understand that the Jordan years were a long time ago. It's still pretty damn cool to say the head coach of the Chicago Bulls. We can't forget that aspect of it. It's still pretty damn cool to say you're the head coach of the Chicago Bulls. And for Donovan, why not take this, this swing at the NBA? Again, you're never going to be this, this highly coveted again as an NBA coach. And you know 
if this does fail in Chicago, if this doesn't go your way, every athletic director in the country will be banging down your door. We'll be wanting you to coach their college basketball team, and you can return to your Hall of Fame coaching career in college. And one last point on this Billy Donovan thing. I did mention his his postseason track record and the frustrations Thunder fans have felt with him in the postseason. It was also his first ever NBA coaching job, and he got dealt quite a hand. To be thrown into the fray with Kevin Durant and Russ, and then immediately after that season, Kevin Durant's gone, you only have Russ, and then you have to conform to Russ and Paul George and Melo, and then just Russ and, Me- and PG, and then just uh, Chris Paul and, and Gallinari and Shea and a whole new group, and then you're out. It's a tough hand. There's a lot of learning to be done there. There's a lot of experience to be gained there that you can take with you to Chicago and understand what works and what doesn't work and make your adjustments in a new organization and not make the same mistakes or the same whatever that you did in Oklahoma City. So I haven't totally given up on Donovan growing. He's still a young, relatively young coach in the NBA. He still doesn't have a ton of experience. Now, he has more experience than most coaching from 2015 until now in the NBA, but he's not like a Mike D'Antoni where you just know he is what he is. He's never going to change who he is. Donovan can, can really overhaul himself in Chicago. He has a chance here to shake that postseason narrative about him, to shake all of that. And it seems as though, from the outside looking in, that the Bulls will give him that chance and give him that leeway, that luxury, and that ability and that flexibility to do that. So I'm interested in this Billy Donovan hire. I really am. And I think that it is likely his best option because you do get that time to continue to grow, whereas with the Sixers, it's championship tomorrow or we might just blow this whole thing up. We might just trade Ben Simmons or Joel Embiid. The pressure of Philadelphia is not something I think that's conducive to Billy Donovan, who I think will take a year or two to implement everything he wants to. But I can guarantee you this, you won't have the culture and the locker room problems that you once had in Chicago anymore. These young guys are going to really like Billy Donovan. He's going to have their ear. He's going to be able to build his offense and build his defense around the skill set of those guys and have them in the postseason. I would feel very comfortable without knowing the offseason moves yet made by anyone. I'd feel very comfortable saying the Bulls will get that eighth seed next year in the Eastern Conference. Again, I don't know how the schedule looks, and we'll talk about that in a second. I don't know how the teams will look with the offseason, but as of right now, I like the Bulls team, and I was high on them during this year, and I was wrong about that, but I do like the new leadership in Billy Donovan. I like the new the new front office, and I'm interested by the Bulls, so we need to keep an eye on the Chicago Bulls, but just to put a bow on it, it was never Oklahoma City versus Chicago. He didn't spurn Oklahoma City to go to Chicago. It was never that. In my opinion, it was truly a mutual parting. Oklahoma City wanted no part of him returning just as bad as he didn't want to return. So it was totally fine. Move on. He's in Chicago. Good for him. And now we wait and wait and wait for the new hire of your Oklahoma City Thunder. And I cannot wait to find out who that next hire is going to be for Oklahoma City because I think that we'll know the second that the Woj notification hits our phone, whether that that is in a few hours or in a few days or weeks or months, whenever it is that that Woj notification hits, we'll know by the name he throws out there if this hire is someone Sam Presti believes in long term or someone Sam Presti believes in just to get you over the hump and over this you know three, four year window that you're rebuilding in. And judging on Presti's track record, judging on what Presti has said the value and he values stability. He values the lack of turnover in his organization. I would think 
that this hire will be someone that we look at and say, look, that, that could be the person that moves forward with this organization and that is your head coach when this team wants to put a championship roster around Shea. It's going to be so much fun to break it down, and we'll do that here on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, your only podcast every single day about the Oklahoma City Thunder. You can follow the show on Twitter at LOThunderPod. Follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. We're going to talk all about Adam Silver and his CNN interview where he told us some information about what next season could look like. But first, I want to tell you about our good friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is a fantastic protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, get $10 off that next order. That's right, $10 off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And while every while the supplies last, you're going to get a free cooler with every purchase. And I just cannot get over how amazing Built Bars are. This bar is low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for the keto diet. For losing or maintaining weight while indulging in a delicious treat, try Built Bar right now using promo code LOCKEDON. Get $10 off the next order. Built Bar is great for the health-conscious person. They're great for pre-workout, post-workout, or even as a meal replacement with six brand new flavors. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon, almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. You're going to want to get your hands on these new and improved Built Bars. They're soft and easy to chew with 100% chocolate on the outside. What's not to love about these Built Bars? BuiltBar.com. Promo code LOCKEDON. $10 off your next order. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So we're back on the Locked On Thunder podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. Follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. The show is on Twitter at LOThunderPod. Call into the show 405-362-7128 or email the show LOThunderPod at gmail.com. There is no reason for you not to be involved in this show because I've given you every outlet possible to make your voice heard, make your takes heard. If you leave a five-star iTunes review with a question inside, I'll also answer those on the show. So again, every chance you can get to get involved with this show. I want you to be involved with this show, and that's why we're going to have some Twitter questions at the end of the today's show and Twitter questions tomorrow. So you can still send in your Twitter questions all throughout today, and I'll answer them on tomorrow's show, and you can just let me know what you want me to talk about on Locked on Thunder. But I am going to talk about this Adam Silver story. He went on to CNN and said that his best guess for the start of next season will be January, that he thinks that January is the most realistic option for Oklahoma City. Now, I've said since May that I didn't think the NBA would give up on Christmas Day. I thought even if it meant you know you start Christmas Day and you give those teams that play that early a couple weeks off or, or something crazy like that, I did not think that they'd want to give up the day of the week in which they own. They only really own two days a week where even the casual sports fan will sit down and watch their product until the postseason. That's a big money loss. Even if it has no fans involved, it's a big money loss for them on Christmas Day. Now, moving the season back not only gives time for teams in the bubble like the Celtics and the Heat and the Nuggets and the Lakers time to regroup, but also it, it heightens the chance that you're going to be able to have fans attend games. 
Now, what does this mean? Where do we go from here? Adam Silver saying this on CNN, that the most likely start date is in January, to me, rules out my Christmas Day theory. My next theory is something that I've heard from Jalen Rose before. He was the first person to really stir this pot up months ago, I think two or three months ago, before we even had bubble basketball back. He was someone that was on the board of, look, I know that that the NBA wants to get back for Christmas and that's a big day for them, but why not start next season if it's going to have to be in January anyway on MLK Day? And that was that second date I was alluding to. Basketball is on all day on MLK Day. All day. And you're off work, you're out of school, and you're able to just sit back and relax and watch basketball. And they always you know, play in Memphis and have different messages and have a good platform there. So why not start the season there and really heighten your exposure? That, to me, is the penciled-in start date for me. It used to be Christmas. Now it's MLK Day. Maybe a couple of days before that, because you want to get teams some some juice, so the juice is flowing a little bit before your big day of the year. But somewhere around MLK Day, and that was that was again, Jalen Rose said that a long, long time ago, and he was the first person I've ever seen say an MLK start day. So maybe that can happen. Now, what does this season look like once it does start? If it's MLK Day, if it's if it's January first, if it's January thirtieth, whatever, what does it look like when it starts? Will this be a shortened season? Will the schedule be different where you're only going to play Western Conference teams for the Thunder, where you're only going to play inside your conference? What's going to happen with this season? Those are the two biggest questions, the start date and the scheduling. How is it all going to work? Do you play 82 games starting in January? And how do you ever get back on track? If you're going to play all 82 this year, how do you get back on track? How do you get back to that October start date? Do you ever get back to an October start date? I don't know. I don't know where the NBA goes from here. But that's the news we have right now. What we once thought in May was going to be the most jam-packed off season of all time with the finals ending as a drop-dead date on October 12th, the draft on the 14th, free agency on the 16th, and then training camp in November, and the season starts December 1st. That's what was, that was the very first proposal we had on this podcast from the NBA. Has now <laughs> dropped all the way back to January, and we are uncertain how much basketball we're going to get next year, but we are certain that this show will be around to cover it each and every single day. So I did want to end the show with one Twitter question because I did promise uh, this. I'll save the rest for tomorrow and you can still send in your questions for tomorrow's show at Rylan underscore styles or at LO Thunderpod and get your questions in there. But I'm going to end you with this question from at CBTHR33, which vets on the current team do you think will still be in Oklahoma City during the rebuild? And he lists off the veterans. To me, uh, it depends what you define veteran as. If you think that Ferguson and Diallo and Nader veterans, I think that they're going to be here in Oklahoma City. Uh, the only true uh, veteran veteran I think is going to return is, is Stephen Adams. I think that Oklahoma City values Adams as a culture and a locker room guy. And they realize that, yes, it's a big price to pay right now. Uh, but this offseason... You know, next offseason, I should say, next offseason, he'll have no choice but to resign on a team-friendly deal. So that's his market, is you you pay the piper right now after you move on from uh, Gallinari's contract and uh, Andre's contract and Chris Paul's contract. You pay the big piper now with Adams, and then you reduce that contract dramatically next offseason. Uh, for for the other ones, you know, I think that Dennis gets traded as a, as a, as a point guard, on an expiring contract who's not really in your future plans at 27 years old, 
His value is never going to get higher. His, his value will never get higher than this as it is right now, and you can deal him. Same with Chris Paul. Same with Gallinari, which, which you're hoping for a sign-in trade there. You're hoping that he doesn't just leave in free agency, which it doesn't look like he'll be able to leave in free agency because the top teams with cap space or projected cap space are, are not desirable destinations for Gallinari. So to make a deal work for, for a contending team, you'd have to sign in trade. So we'll see how that situation goes. But I think that Gallinari is gone. I think that Chris Paul is gone. Dennis is gone. And then I think that Nellis Noel uh, just simply goes to a contender because he's tried to prove it deals in Oklahoma City and he's proven he's a nice little backup center. Nothing more nothing less. So why not take a low money deal to be a nice little backup center on a team that's trying to win versus a team that's trying to rebuild? So I think that that Noel is gone, that Gallo is gone, that Paul is gone and Dennis is gone. And you just move on with this new core. You're trying to tank, you're trying to lose, you're trying to add to this core and add good young players to it. And that's not conducive to a lot of these veterans. So we'll, we'll see how the soft season unfolds, but that's my early prediction as of right now. But thank you for your question on Twitter at CBTHR33. And tomorrow we'll get to a lot more questions, including should Kevin Durant return? Should Kevin Durant come back to Oklahoma City? Could Trey Young be a final piece for this team? And is it time for a rebrand in Oklahoma City? All that and more coming up tomorrow. Follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at LO Thunderpod. Be good and be good to one another. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.